This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. The Dunedin Multicultural Council is a non-profit organisation that works to support the multi-ethnic communities in Dunedin. Since many of our members are migrants, we focus on providing opportunities to get to know people and develop new skills, networks and links with the wider community of Dunedin. Welcome to Dunedin Multicultural On Air. I'm with Mike Jenkins in the studio. I hope you enjoy our program. Mike's from London, so you can tell us a bit. Mike, welcome to our program. Thank you. Tell us about where you're from. I'm from London and grew up as a kid in London and the underground train was at the bottom of my garden so I used to sit there and uh, we used to have to stop talking when the the trains were coming past because you couldn't hear anything. But uh, it was a comforting uh, sound. Uh, uh, Now when I hear the rumbling of a train I get comforted as a uh, when I was a kid and and used to hear the train going from the bottom of the garden so it managed to send me to sleep so an annoying sound can be a comforting sound to some people. Especially living in the city. Yeah. 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 London's quite a big place. So um, when did you first come to New Zealand? About uh, 1988. 1988? Yeah. What brought you here? A plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't come on a sh- Everyone else came on a ship. Well, <laughs> well yesterday, we, 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 we did a gig yesterday, me and Pete. Yeah, that's right. At, at uh, Brighton. Brighton. And uh, I just, my, our first song was about uh, uh, someone coming to a new place, like a, a settler or a, a boat person. or And everybody is a boat person, really. I mean, even mm-hmm. Noah was a boat person. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've got you've got Maori, you've got, you know, Mariori, all, this, all the people who are supposed to have come here first and stuff, you know, we're all travellers on this planet. And um, I... You know, when you when you move cultures and cult and places, you've got to get used to a whole new set of people, things, culture, and it's a melting pot. So uh, when I came in two thousand and oh, sorry, nineteen eighty eight, I didn't know I was going to live here. I just came um, on a whim of like f- traveling around the world. But when I arrived, I thought, well, this is a beautiful place. And people are very friendly, very uh, multicultural because people come from all over the place to here. And uh, s- but I didn't never realise I was going to live here. So when you came to New Zealand, what what port did you? I mean, port. You came on a plane. What uh, city did you fly into? I flew into Christchurch, and it was freezing cold. I came from Australia. I just did a, pr- a television thing in in um, in uh, Australia called Hey Hey It's Saturday. Oh yeah, with red faces. The only thing I could get on was was red faces because I wasn't any famous, or because they'd only put me on a, a funny program. So I sat in the supermarket trolley and sang a song to get on it, and then mm. got um, gonged by Donny Osmond, which was really a shameful thing to be have to happen to me. So I went to the airport with third prize and said, "Where can I go for 120 bucks?" And so they said, "The, the closest place you can get to is Tasmania." So I flew to Tasmania that day to get out of... I was, I was embarrassed, really. Oh, yeah. And I arrived in Tasmania, sulked in a hotel. I mean, I didn't, I'd hardly had any money. S- sulked in a, in a hotel room for about four hours. 
came out to eat something and someone said, I've just seen you on the TV. And I, <laughs> and I didn't realise they had the same programme four hours later in Tasmania. Oh, wow. And they said, we like you, we didn't like Donny Osmond anyway, so it made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and the next night I slept in a, in a uh, cinema, in, a, in, a, in the seats, or in, a, in, a, in the foyer of a cinema. Yeah. And that's tough at the top, you know. So um, did, you, did you go from Tasmania to Christchurch? Yeah, and it was warm in Tasmania, and it yeah. was winter and freezing in Christchurch, and I and I did, I had enough money for one again one night in a in a in a, in a like a, a backpackers or something. Yeah, and uh, I think I was thinking I was going to sleep in the in the in the airport, but you can't in a small airport. People know you. Yeah. In a big airport, you can lose yourself, like you know the Tom Hanks film. But yeah. in a small airport, people go, oh, excuse me, why haven't you left yet? Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, eventually I did find someone who helped me find a place. I mean, somebody just, just was, was kind to me and let me sleep on their, in their floor, I think. Hey, um, Mike was talking about a song he had written about, you know, moving from one country to the other. We're going to play that song, which is called Backstreet Song. When did you actually write that song, Mike? I only wrote it about a year ago. Because I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not very famous as you might gather, but I was in uh, the wharf area of Dunedin, and I go there to to escape uh, my job for a while. I'm, I'm a handyman, so I can go to the wharf, play some guitar, and and uh, be in amongst people that don't even know you're there. You know, in amongst the industry. And there's a there's a an explosive thing that goes off in the used to, when the dump was open there, they used to let off an explosive charge every couple of minutes to get the, the seagulls to go away. Yeah. So I was I sitting there and writing a song about the noises from a a dock area, and it made me feel like you know people who don't really belong yet in a new place. They in England the Indians go to the uh, rest areas on the motorway to recoup, you know, re, regroup mm. because it's a place where lots of people are changing places and they don't need to be rejected or pushed on. So it's basically about feeling comfortable in a rumpty area. So that was why it's called Backstreet Songs, the place where no one is going to move you on, no one's going to mind if you sit there for a while. It's free parking on on Seems 
Like to welcome you back to our program, Dunedin Multicultural Council on Air. I've got Mike Jenkins in the studio with us. We're just listening to his song, original song, Backstreet Song. Uh, if you want to find out anything about anything more about Mike's music, um, you can contact us through Otago Access Radio, 105.4 FM on their webpage, and um, email them and ask about this podcast, which was Dunedin Multicultural Council on Air and you want to hear more of Mike's music, which we'll play some later on in the program. But back to Mike. Um, how did you end up here in Dunedin, Mike? Um, I had a mate who came to live here with his family, um, and I, 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 I travelled about 40 different countries around the world, and had never come back here, and it was like a long way to go. With, with I mean, and there's only a few places to... You know that opened up to me for me to play the first time, so I and I couldn't earn any money in terms of working and stuff. So I had to sort of come here as a tourist and um, just you know survive. But um, I came via Fiji, and 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 the radio station opened up in Fiji, which was really good, and the newspapers, all sorts of stuff, because of just being there at the right time. And uh, then I came from there to Raglan. And uh, there was a, a radio media, uh, you know, those places that you can walk into with Music Works, is it? And I walked yeah. into the Music Works and uh, I said to them, do you have any access to radio here? And they said, well, just give give us your CD, which was when CDs were, were real. <laughs> so I gave them yeah. a CD and, mm. and I just thought nothing of it. I went the next day and they said, well, just turn up on Saturday or something and, and with your guitar. So I turned up to Hamilton with yeah. my guitar, and I was on national radio with with Jim Mora, who was a really good oh, interviewer. Yeah. And he he did a, a great interview with me, very sympathetic and empathetic with my life, songs and travelling. And from there, lots of different things opened up. People invited me to the south, and that's where eventually I met my wife. Is going south and staying with her mother in. Um, Dunedin, and she right. she got yeah. me a gig at a church, mm. and then her, my wife turned up for the weekend, and that was it. You know, I was besotted, <laughs> and I asked her to marry me after three weeks. And what year was that? Uh, Two thousand and five. Two thousand and five, right? And we got married about two months later, right? Which was a little fast for her mother, I think. But uh, uh, it was like something that was almost destiny. You can tell with something that just seems so right. 
Okay, you've been here in Dunedin for 18 years then. Something like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, how I met Mike is um, we, we um, I think we, we mentioned this on another podcast. We met in the Friends Garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Destiny in the Garden. Yeah. And um, Mike has a folder with about three, four, five hundred songs. <laughs> <laughs> or more. Or more. And um, all written around the world and here in Dunedin. Because um, you're like an international busker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> international hobo busker. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned how to survive in all sorts of environments. I've slept on floors, in deserts, uh, in drains. I've, I've slept in a drain. <laughs> a drain. A drain in, uh, in, in Brisbane. Oh, okay. Mm, a telephone yeah. box in Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, I must compile the, the best places I've actually slept. Or not slept. Well, that's another song, isn't it? Places <laughs> I've slept. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, the thing is, when you get to the end of your life, it's only the experiences you've had will actually have anything to... You won't have any gold, silver to take with you. you just that's right. you just got the stories mm. and, and making people laugh. Mm. Not, pe- not making people angry and wanting to lock you up. Mm. But you make them laugh, you make them interested, and people like interesting stories. Mm. They don't want to hear, well, I was a banker for 52 years, and I pressed a button 32,000 <laughs> times in my life. You go, I don't want to hear that. And right. when somebody says, oh, I'm a banker, you go, okay. The only people who are interested are people who like money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, bankers are, are people, Yeah, but they do the same thing over and over again. Most of the mm. time, they make people miserable. Because they either say, no, we're not going to give you any money. Maybe they're saying, yes, we'll give you the money, which gives you joy, but then you've got to pay it back. But I've always said, Mike, everyone has a gift. That's true. And I don't think banking is quite a gift, but there's things that are attached to it maybe that they, where they can actually help people. Yes, organising. And, and help yourself. Organising, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I probably yeah. because I've got no money and I don't like money and money's never come to me. It's like I I've, I have a, a a wall up against people who've got lots of money or love money, but probably I would like enough money to survive better. Mm. But I've never found the way. I'm a handyman, and I bash my fingers quite often in a day. And I wish I were, I wish I could play music more and handyman less. Mm. But that's the rub. We read things and see things about being happy, and part of that has been doing what you love doing. And I think maybe the worry is some people go, well, if I do what I love, then how am I going to pay for this and that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if they say a very small percentage, maybe 2% of people do what they love and get money for it. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't be that way. I mean, when if, if, you are, if you grow up and you are aware of your gift, I think if, if, if you could only monetize that gift in a, a reasonable way that you can actually, if you were good at tiddlywinks, to get money for it. You know, I mean, but but people say, no, tiddlywinks, you know, we're not going to classify that as a gift. But, um, I mean, if it's a gift of art, you shouldn't have to have zero zero point one percent of the population who get billions of dollars for it. Surely it should be spread out. But once you start controlling it, then you become a communist or trying to control the communism to make people share everything. And it's not free then. Mm. There's a thought. Interesting. There's a thought. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, if you have any thoughts on that, <laughs> <laughs> don't email me. <laughs> I've got another track here that I'm um, going to play of Mike's. Um, it's a song called "Song of Songs." Can you tell us a bit about that track, Mike? Well, um, 
if for those who don't know, Song of Songs is the Song of Solomon, which right. is like a, a Bible thing. And I, be, I yeah. do believe in Bibles. I believe in Jesus, or the Bible, but yeah. I believe I believe in the the God who 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 wrote it or writes it in our hearts all the all, all the time, and it's not dead. Yeah. But within there, this story is about a, a girl, a slave girl, who worked for a rich um, landowner. The landowner noticed her, fancied her, and took her from her slavery to become his wife. Yeah. But the whole thing was about the chase, you know, the, the chase of love. Mm. She, she, she was running after him, and it was like the, the way that we chase after God. He always gives us a little bit, then disappears. Gives us a little bit, then disappears. He's always wooing us to the next place of life. He doesn't want us to put him in a box. So he's always like, there's a little bit of fragrance here, there's a little bit of a sound there, and we move to where he was, and then he moves to another place. Because he's in a place that we can't actually hold yet. But uh, if we box him in, we, he becomes religion. He becomes yeah. like, we've got you now. We've got. Look at what happened with Buddha. Buddha tried to get away from the Hindu and into like a new enlightenment, and once he'd found the Enlightenment, then they make a model of him and idolize him. And he didn't want that. I mean, Jesus, Jesus doesn't want to be idolized as a, as, a, as a model or a picture on the wall that you worship. He wants to be worshipped as a real God of the, the life and the air and the truth. He doesn't want to be put, put as a model. So I try to um, live the life with whatever I can to try to make it as true and as real as I can without making an idol of the music or the mo the words or the testimonies or the ministry. It's trying to breathe and help other people breathe. Currently, Mike's working on an album of, um, I suppose, experiences in his life. So I'm going to put on the song and check it out. Like I said, if you want to um, hear more of Mike's music or get in contact with us, contact Otago Radio, Otago Access Radio, 105.4 FM, and... Um, yeah, you can email them and ask about the Dunedin Multicultural Council on Air program, and uh, we can uh, contact you back. Enjoy. song you were listening to was Song of Songs, written by Mike Jenkins, who is with us at the, in the studio at the moment. So, Mike, thanks for being with us. Uh, just to tie this part of the program up, our podcast is, um, what would you what would you like to see with your music or goals that you have? What, what would you like to be doing in the future? I'd like to be able to play to people who are interested in listening to um, spiritually connected, musically connected um interesting 
life. I mean, when people get together who have a common um, desire, a common goal, they enjoy being together. They, they enjoy talking about music or talking about God or talking about the meaning of life. And it's not about money and power and, 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 and lusts or, or, or idolatry of things. It's about sharing and giving. So I love to be able to encourage other kids to be able to, to write and play and think outside the box. And not, I mean, commercial stuff always bugs me because it's all marketing and other stuff. But in the end, you've got to feed yourself. You've got to feed your family. And, and the way of doing that without getting going over the top and giving yourself to some organization who makes millions out of you but only gives you a little a little piece of it it's difficult to do that and at the moment i think we're going to work out how to do that to give the music away but have somewhere to get something back to be able to make some more music to make some more stuff in the studio well i think um what you said about um sharing and um people um um you're talking about your music but um if we can um kind of enlighten people that you can do things and it's not about money mm. and fame and fortune and all the rest that comes with following systematic things, leading the way, I suppose, with your music and how you do it and where you do it. That message you're talking about that you just said with your goals and that being able to share that with people so they can share back. Mm. When people feel listened to, and they feel that they can express themselves in a creative way, in an environment that's free, they yeah. want to be in that. That's like a family, a perfect family. It's, mm. a, it's a family that listens, that talks. That ha- There is discipline as well, but it's not harsh and, and controlling. And that's the environment that we're in. God says that you know he wants us to live and thrive. He wants us to live with a good life. But we can't just live that with no boundaries. It's like playing a football game with no lines all over the place. And, you, and you've got to have some way. But if those lines are gun turrets, you know, mm. you're in trouble. Because, mm. like, look at, look at East Berlin. Which way did they jump? Mm. I mean, yeah. you jump away from the control. You jump to freedom. Which way do the, do, do the boat people go when they escape from, you know, the places where they have torture and they have uh, um, confinement? They go to where the people are going to rescue them and help them. But then in the end they die on the way to try and find the freedom. Mm. But it's finding freedom where you're at. In the midst of the storm, Jesus slept. So he wasn't worried about the storm, but we've got to try and learn to sleep with him in that resting place but still be alive and get high without the drugs. You know, being a um, passionate musician myself and producer um, and also being involved with Dunedin Multicultural Council, one of my goals is pulling people from different cultures together with our music and and trying out blending instruments and musicians from the, that are here in Dunedin um, that um, we can contribute and help it, it maybe help to understand other people's cultures at the same time and um, build this understanding um, you know with um, different peoples from around the world here in Dunedin and yeah. it's and it's and it's um, understanding other people in other cultures and enjoying them, not judging them and and keeping the best for you, because it's like people who work for you aren't slaves. They are yeah. people who are just as got much right to life as we have. But if someone's got more money and enslaves someone who hasn't got less, 
it's not a, it's not an, an it's not an equitable society and if it's it's set up like that you're setting people up to try to be climb over each other and get what more than the other person and be more famous or be more and it it sets it up to be a, a something that's not good yeah well that's why i mean i like keeping it kind of strictly around when you're getting together people around the art form rather than religion and politics, because as we know, in the world that we live in, that actually divides people. Mm. It doesn't bring them together. Mm. And um, where I find art can. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. And food. And food, yeah. Well, that's all part of it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean, the food, um, when you do, um, when you release your album, yeah, that's what I can see, that what it will be. It'll be, it'll be food, it'll be co- different cultures coming together, yeah. it'll be people sharing. Yeah, and um, and lots of lots of d- dancing, joyful. I mean, I don't know whether there'll be a dance to my music because I'm not really. It's not a dancey type music, but I'm sure we can do something to help people at the end of the night to have a, a dance and share their 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 gift. I mean, people when they dance, they share their gift. Well, well, Mike, thanks for being with us. Well, I'm going to have to end up here on our program on our podcast, but it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. And we look forward to hearing more of your music. So like I said, if you want to get in contact with us, email Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and contact the Dunedin Multicultural Council through an email and um, we'll get back to you. And and if you want an invite to the album launch, you're very welcome. So just just get in touch and it, it'll, we're trying to keep the cost down so there's a meal and some music and some dancing, but just just uh, contact just to make sure you know that you you're you're welcome. This program was produced by Peter Kesha Music for Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.